Plus uh, podcast. I have Bill to my left. I have Mihai to my front. Uh, I've had, uh, I brought Mihai on because um, I, I saw a couple of your videos and your videos are pretty solid. You're a motivational speaker. I love that. We're all about motivation oh, here yes. at the Costa Group. Uh, we've, we've established that. So Mihai, explain to me uh, a bit about what you do and what you offer. I saw you at STM, so St. Thomas More yeah. yesterday, right? Uh, a couple of days ago. A couple yeah, of days yeah. ago. Um, so empowering, right? So I was saying to you that I, I read the book Relentless. Right. Right. And Great uh, book. I know. Great and book. It's an amazing book. So I'm not a, I'm not a basketball, but I don't follow it, but what got what got my attention about that book it was more about learning the attributes of each player and each player what differentiates them like your michael jordans you know um so i only know michael jordan Kobe, like right. i did that Kobe, Kobe i was going to say Ryan, that. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not you know i don't follow basketball but it was about the book the concept right yeah. he was all about training and all that so what do you offer yeah, for me, it's it, it kind of morphed into what I'm doing today because, you know, obviously we went to Cathedral together and, and I came sure. from Romania and the whole immigrant thing. And, and I was I was older. I was 15 when I came, so I couldn't speak English, had to learn it. You know, the whole the whole my whole life now, I'm 38. Um, it's been evolving. I've been I've been doing things. So from Cathedral, I went on and played on a national team, which That's got amazing. me my, you know, my citizenship, which is cool. Went on, went to university, played in the States, scholarship, two degrees out of it. And, yeah, and then life moves on, right? So uh, coming back to Canada, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And started working with, you know, Mark Walton from Cathedral Day. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, he taught me a bunch of things, ran a little business. But eventually I became a police officer. Are you serious? So I was a police officer for Are six and a half years uh, in the Niagara region. And loved it. I did really well at it. I was officer of the year. I was celebrated. I was undercover. Drugs, prostitution, all that, all that fun stuff that you guys don't see. Regular people don't see. But while I was doing that in 2008, so 11 years ago, a kid, grade 7 kid, said, hey, can you teach me how to play ball? Amazing. And I said, sure. Hmm. I've done this so at a high level. So you become Tim Grover. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, but that's, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's it, it's along those lines. I mean, yeah. Tim, I respect Tim, and Tim's, uh, he's in my circle of people, and he's really cool, and he's really knowledgeable, and he's got lots of stuff to share. So that book is a great book. Oh, but. it's an amazing book. Like, and I'm, I'm not, like, if anybody knows me, I'm not anything to do with basketball, right. but it was more about the, the frame of mind. And he think, like, he teaches you about that, right? So you do have, you know, your regular players, yeah. And then you have the top-notch players, right? The ones that are really, really focused on the game and winning. Yeah. But winning at in life in general, right? So it's not just on, you know, what do you call it? The court? The court. The floor. The <laughs> court, yeah, yeah, so the floor. So you're not just focused on that. It's about no. life as well. It's got to be a holistic approach to everything. And that's what I found doing my basketball training. As you do it, as you touch different people and you impact them, there's a lot of sessions that the players kind of coined Mihai Talks. Yeah, yeah. You know, so they come in the gym, and sometimes we don't even do a workout. We'll just sit down and have a chat and talk about things, and it's like it's life. It's empowering. It's them. it's getting your mind ready. It's getting your body ready. It's eating the right things, uh, approaching relationships the right way. So that kind of evolved, but basketball evolved too. So it evolved so much that I retired from being a police officer. That's amazing. Uh, when I was thirty-two, and then the door just opens wide open, and. Um, I started going to Europe to train players all over Europe, uh, the States, all across Canada, amazing. Uh, China. Uh, it just it became this global business. People are coming here left and right to train with me in Canada. 
And other opportunities came up, and I got my master's. That's I amazing. went to do a speech. Somebody invited me like you. I got my master's in the States at Canisius for free. That's amazing. And that turned into, I'm a professor as well at university level. I teach graduate, graduate level. Thank you. I teach entrepreneurship, uh, new amazing. ventures, and sports marketing. Awesome. And anyway, that's a whole package. And, and, and people always said, hey, come in, just like you did. Come in, tell your story. Come in, tell your story. And then about two, three years ago, I said, hang on. Like, this is inspiring people. For me, it's just me, just being me, just doing what I do, just having a good right, right mindset and preparing myself and getting after it every single day. And But people are really you know, taken to it. People are really into it. People They're really all about hear. the positive. We talked about this, right? Well, it's just not the positive. It's, people can see the passion. Yeah, you know, and if I could ask a question, a step way back. Yeah, when you came do. here when you were fifteen. Yeah, were you already playing basketball prior to that? I played for two years in Romania. Okay, but I had no idea. I I couldn't speak a word of English. Right, you were saying that. Yeah, but the sport itself. What made you gravitate to that sport? Was it were you tall or were yeah, you just found so I was, the sport? Yeah, what else? Sport? I liked it. My mom played in Romania, so she said, "Hey, go try it." And I tried it. I liked it. I, I, I was okay at it. I wasn't any. I wasn't developed. I didn't know anything. So when I came here, uh, they put me on the senior team at Cathedral because the junior team was stacked. They were really, really good. Yeah. So the senior coach, Coach Mark Walton, who's my mentor to this day. That's amazing. Uh, great guy. Yeah. Great guy. I don't know how much interaction you had with him back in the day, but he's just yeah. you know salt of the earth. And I liked it. I liked. You know what I liked. I like the high fives. I like the, the, by myself, I wasn't that good. But when you play with five other guys and you get 12 other guys on the whole team, mm-hmm. then you get a lot of stuff done. And then you but you have it. to have a good coach. Let's get yeah. back to that. You really Thank have you. to have a coach that empowers you, right? So yeah. there's a lot of controversy now. I have a girlfriend who, you know, the coach was not the best, right? And it didn't empower the girls, didn't do any of that stuff. So there's a whole controversy on that. But I mean, you really have to have a good coach to be good, right? You have to have a good coach and you have to have a coach that understands you as a human. Because you talked at the beginning about the the book, right? Tim Grover talking about different yeah. elements that you got to touch. And doesn't matter if it's in your industry, if it's in my industry, it if it's, in, it's yeah. in the video guys industry, you got to know people and you got to know what buttons to press, when to press them, when not to press them. Sure. Because that what, that's what makes you a good leader. I mean, leadership is is empowering others to become leaders because we, we don't want followers. Yeah. You don't no, want, you don't. I, right? I agree with what you're saying. A, a good coach is going to make you believe in you. Yeah. And yeah. they're going to give you the tools that you need to be you, but also to be a part of that team. Correct. And that that's huge. And, and that's with anything that you do in life. Everything. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's so important. And but just, I was going back to like Relentless. It's funny. Like a mortgage yeah. broker reading the book, right? I remember when Aaron brought it to me, he's like, you got to read this book. This is all about you. Like you you are a firecracker. When it comes to mortgages, you know everything. Yeah. You like night and day, I had my daughter with me, you know, when we opened up the cost group, she was three months next to me, right? So I, anything, any anyhow, I was going to achieve it, right? So he's like, you got to read this book. And as I was reading it, like I know it has a lot of references to basketball and all that. I was that I finished that book in, I think, a week. I was done. But it was just because of the mindset. And I think that's what he was all about is mindset. Right. Even if you win or lose, it's your mindset during those times. Right. You never lose. You never lose. You always learn. And that's. The mindset's one thing. It's easy to get motivated. And I'm going to go back to you saying I'm a motivational guy because I'm not. I'm really not a motivational guy. You really do sound like it, though. Um, (laughs) I'm a a motivational teacher. That's amazing. I want to teach you. I want to give you things to take away because a motivational guy comes in and says, 
boom, boom, boom. We're all pumped up and we're all going. And then you get out of this room and you run into a wall and you have no idea what to do. You don't know if you got to climb over, if you got to go under, if you got to go left, right, or break right through. You're right. It's true. Yeah. Uh, so I like to, to teach. I like to, to spread that. But having a goal is not enough. Being motivated is not enough. Uh, and we see too much of that, I think, out there in the world. And I like that you're digging deeper because we got to dig deeper. 100%. To, to get to your goal, you got to map it out. To map it out, you got to have a process. To have a process, you got to have habits. To have habits, you got to know uh, yourself. And until you know yourself, you can't do absolutely anything in this life. And when you know yourself, then you love yourself. And then you understand what you stand for. You understand what you're, what you're meant to do, what your powers are, what you're what you're capable of doing and how you can inspire people. And once you sort that out, then the rest is easy, right? Because then you're forming your habits and you're building. And, and that's what we're doing. Like we, we've we been uh, – so every time somebody gets hired, I remember we <laughs> – Bill, pick up a book. We got to, you know, pick up a book that you're interested in, self-development. Let's do self-development. And we pass it around the whole group, right? Then it's everybody has now called it Emotional Mondays because I, I dig deep to see what are the, the root of the problem is, right? So I, I mainly base a lot of that on Tony Robbins and what he has to offer, what he does with his people. Uh, I look at a lot, a lot of his videos. Um, but what exactly is it that you, like your company, offers? Yeah, so... Right now, it's an amazing thing that we, we can, it's called leadership through sport. Mm -hmm. So there's a bunch of things that we do, a bunch of packages. You can package it a different way. But leadership through sport, we're doing right now. It's, a, it's kind of a pilot project. Nice. We're in a couple of schools in Hamilton, uh, Sir Winston Churchill, Sir John A. McDonald, even though it's shutting down, but we're in there. And we're, we're picking, we picked 30 to 40 of the top leader potential kids nice. and it's got nothing to do with their classroom work it's got nothing to do with their athletic achievements or it, nothing like that it just has to do with somebody that the administration the teacher said you know what there's a potential because that's amazing i was going to say how do you actually yeah, differentiate that's, that's that fantastic. Yeah. how many students right yeah so, so that's a good point well yeah. you know potential i mean you can yeah for sure mm -hmm. right there's only you can only increase about two three notches in anything that you do there's no way I'll ever be a mortgage broker, right? I don't know enough. I don't, I don't want to do what you do. I'm not interested in it. So it doesn't matter if I go to school and I learn. I, I won't be a 10 out of 10. You're a 10 out of 10. You guys, right? You'll never be a basketball trainer. You'll never no, be a... No, I won't. Right? <laughs> I'll read your books, though. <laughs> yeah, because your potential is not there. No, for sure. Uh, so, you know, the same as with these leaders that we identify. We want to make sure that they have some potentials. And we have, like, check marks That's about amazing. 15 different things. Yeah. And we go in and we do it through sport. And I bring a whole team. I got people around me and we come in. It's basically going through my life. I can only speak the truth. I can only speak through what I've done. And you basically storytell. You storytell and you, and you teach because a lot of it is not being taught. I mean, we know there's a lot of parents that don't really, you know, they don't parent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of educators that uh, are either burnt out or tired or they just flat out don't want to. And, you know, the academic system is kind of archaic. Yeah. It is, yes. So, so that's our job. Our job is going. And we're seeing huge strides. We're in week 11 now, and we're just seeing these kids just really grow, showing up to class. You know, principal came up to me the other day and said, hey, this guy is showing up to class in gym clothes. That's amazing. And he's telling other people to wear gym clothes. He never even showed up to class. Never mind wear gym clothes. So we're making strides and we're impacting. So that's one way. Uh, second thing we're doing, we show up to schools like you saw at St. Thomas More, like, yeah, yeah. And, and we do it all over the place. So I show up and um, 
if you looked at my website, there's a couple yeah. different uh, areas that I attack, and growth mindset is a huge one, constantly developing, uh, and, and just kind of figuring out who you are deep down inside, and then giving you the tools. Attitude's a huge thing for me. I, I talk about attitude disruptors. You know, everybody has disappointments, problems, deals with change, failures, fear, and I, and I talk about how you deal with them, and I give examples from my own life. That's amazing. Uh, you know, and and that's basically what it's like. And then obviously coaching, education, your friend with the coach that has, well, I developed a curriculum. We have an online curriculum. It's being used in China to teach 20 million coaches. So uh, why do you think uh, that is? Like I was interested as I kept reading the articles, it's um, – it's in the U.S. I'm not naming any names, but yeah. why do you think that is? Like some coaches, um, you know, do they do it for, you know, like it, like reading the stories, whether it's true or not, it was very harmful, like the damage that she did to the girls and all that stuff. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that happens? They don't know. They just don't know. We're going back to the first thing you said. They don't know how to press those buttons. And they're not, the ge generations change, right? They change, but they don't change as humans. They change in what they're dealing with, right? So now we're dealing with the digital generation. We're dealing with people that have very short attention right. span because you get 15-second videos on Instagram. You get one-minute videos on Instagram. And that's so, what we do. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, attention so span is so small, so short, and they don't know how to reach these kids. They don't know how to get in there. They don't know how to get and, and, and figure out because you're going to react to me differently than you react to me. And if I'm not, if I don't learn, if I don't read books, if I don't surround myself with people that are way smarter, way better, way more knowledgeable than me, I can't reach you. I don't have it's that true. connection with you. And uh, that's the biggest, biggest mistake. They don't understand the human component. X's and O's, come on. It, it's not that important. Yeah. It's, it's not what you teach. It's how you teach yeah. it's how you get their attention you're, you're kind of hitting the nail right on the head here um it's what i, I do man. I, I know i know <laughs> but I, I know one particular sport and i'm not going to mention it but i know that the aspect of getting the kids at ages we'll say from usually in when they're 12 13 years old up until they're 18 19 years old they feel that the only way to motivate these kids is to yell to scream, to threaten, to belittle, but to that, put yeah, down. that's what I'm saying. Like, how how does a coach go? How do you get a coach like that? And like, how do you hire? Like, how does the university hire based on that? Like, do they even follow up and check to see what these coaches are doing? Because I, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. Yelling, screaming, that's not the way you're gonna reach people. Yeah, it doesn't you're just work. gonna fear them. Yeah. Like, that's a fear based coaching, right? Is that is that essentially what happens? Like that's no, not productive. That's not even that's and and that's it's been some topics that people bring up about yeah, for that. Sure. That's not even the major part. That's that's a very very small percentage of what's going on out there in yeah. the coaching world in the coaching industry. What's happening? Coaches don't have the tools. Coaches are refusing to better themselves. And they're focusing too much on the outcome. They're focusing on yeah. winning the games. They're focusing on making sure you win at no matter what cost, right? Recruiting illegally or, or playing in lower divisions just to say you got a, a, a W. But at the end of the day, who's teaching my kid not to be soft? Who's teaching my kid not to be silent? Who's teaching my kid not to be selfish? Right. Where are those coaches? How come we don't have those around? And it's lack of self-development. I mean, you're not developing. Plus, there's a lot of self-development gurus out there. They're just basically full of crap. They don't know what they're doing. So they're listening to all these people, you know. And whatever, whatever happened to the coaches that uh, I coached a little bit a lot of years ago. Yeah. But it was important because the age group that we coached were like the eight, nine, ten year olds. And it's like 
my mandate was you got to teach them how to lose before they know how to win. Yeah. And if you can teach them that. That makes sense. That, you know, losing, yeah, it's a disappointment, but it's not that big of a disappointment. And you don't have to put yourself down for it. You try harder the next time. You, you, you try and learn more to be better for the next time. I feel that's so important, and I think we're missing a lot of that in today's society. Yeah, we're, we're missing fundamentals. I was sitting in the car yesterday with one of the girls that helps me. She played Division One basketball. She's six foot four. She graduated Amazing. from yeah, yeah university in the state. She's on the senior women's national team here in Canada, and she played professional ball last year. She's probably going to play this year again. And she said, "There's no human aspect at the pro level." Yeah, there's no human aspect. There shouldn't it. be. There shouldn't be a human aspect. However, you're sensing that they're not taking care of your human development because nobody took care of you in grade school, middle school, high school, university. They're skipping all those pages. When somebody sends their eight-year-old to you, mm. they're like, my, my, they're going pro. No, they're not going pro. They might not even play in two years, whatever no, the sport that is. I think my kid's going to be pro at six, <laughs> yeah. okay? Behind. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you know? So no, you're the, I, you're I the parent that kick you. out of the gym. Yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah. No, I am 100%. You're right. But, uh, no, I find that it's uh, it's it's interesting. Like, I, I fell upon your page, and I thought it was very interesting. You know, I, I, I really believe there should be more of you out there, right, for any child because uh, the most important years are the younger years, right? Uh, your high school years. Um, essentially, a lot of people forget that. I remember, like, I was talking to a couple of people, and they they put me to your page. They're like, uh, you should you should check his page out and see what he's about because you guys are all about that here, right? So when I sat with them, they're like, I, I don't really remember you in high school, but I always felt high school was an awkward time. Like, for, even for me, I'm, I'm like, I would go through the years. I rushed through high school because I hated it. Right. First, my parents were like my dad was strict. That was the first thing. But second, it was more about it was just awkward. Right. But then you always got that one teacher that was really good. That one teacher that was a good mentor. And I always thought, like, why can't all teachers be like that? Right. Like, I understand the outside influences, um, you know, regarding, you know, all these cuts now that are happening and people like teachers get bitter and, you know, teachers are. But really, what did you start that career for? Right. You say that even with coaching, what did you, why did you start? Yeah, why do you do it? Why do you do it? Right. Yeah. Um, and that's the fundamental. Like I sit with teachers all the time. They come here to apply. Right. And, and that's, and we do get off topic. I talk to everybody, you know, I'm always interested in, in listening to people's story, but why did you get in the industry? Did you get in the industry for money? Right. Like it, it honestly sucks that maybe you should be a salesperson. Maybe being a teacher isn't what you should be doing. Um, but essentially my kids are in that, that, classroom for eight hours right? right or six hours six to eight hours and you know it worries me because as cuts come as all that comes you know what ends up happening so you do have to look outside the box you do have to look at what you have to offer right I, I want my kid in front of you I want to make sure my kids empowered I want to make sure my kids uh learning right so would I pay that extra money I would right so for anybody out there that's looking um you know for mentorship for you know uh coaching for positive for anything Look up your website. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's, so it's, I do want to thank you for coming in. Uh, I greatly appreciate you coming in. Um, you know, it's always a breath of fresh air, you know, having somebody do what you do. So, um, Bill, thanks for sitting in. I always yeah, come last pleasure. minute. Hey, Bill, no, no, sit no, no. down. <laughs> my pleasure. Oh, it's been quite enjoyable. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, for, thanks for having me. This is awesome. And no problem. Anytime you guys need something, let me know. For sure. Uh, I'm happy to help do team building, whatever you need. Right? You know what? Just, I'm, that was the next know. thing. We yeah. are going to talk about that. We are going to yeah. do team building. So yeah, we're going to sure. sit. I will uh, We'll sit down and talk about that. But thank you so much for coming in and thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>